Today is a big day because we're going to give you the tools, the tools that we have been uh, referring to in relation to the Positive Self series. If you have been with us, today's part three. Go back and listen to part one and two if you missed it. Day one is when we taught you how to tell if you're a positive or negative thinker. Now, maybe you're like, well, I already know what I am, <laughs> but let's just pretend. Give yourself a chance, right? Are you positive or negative, number one? Then we went to part two, which is like, we need to understand how critical this is, how those that type of thinking, whatever it is, if it's negative, is affecting all of our relationships. Like right now, you might have a problem with your husband. You might have a problem with your parents. You might have a problem with a friend. You might have a problem with a colleague at work. You might have a problem with whatever, a friend, just regular friend. I want you to understand that that stuff just doesn't happen by chance, right? And so we can get to the root of why you have those problems, then you won't have to have them anymore at that level, right? There's always gonna be problems in life, but not at that level, not where it makes you feel as bad as you do. We can get control of our emotions by tapping into our thinking. And that is what we're doing in this series. So excited, part three, we're gonna be giving you the actual steps and tools now that we have established whether you're positive or negative thinker, now that we've understood how it affects relationships, today's the day, we're gonna dive right in and talk about how to get answers on what to do. What do I do now? Step one, two, three, four, right? Let's go. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I am your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week on topics that you love, marriage, life balance, marriage fixing. Hey, by the way, with marriage, and, and <laughs> some people, they DM me on WhatsApp about, can you hook me up with somebody? Can you matchmake me? So we're not a matchmaking service. Let me just be really clear. We help empower women, educate women and how to do everything themselves. Like my job is to make you not need me, not to need a YouTuber, not to need a Instagram person that you need to follow. Like I want you to feel empowered and to feel good about you so you can walk away and take control of your life. So this whole podcast is about teaching you the things you wish your mama taught you or your auntie taught you. And so I'm here kind of like the big sister, a licensed educator of 25 years. I'm doing this in the community 20, 20 plus years, maybe almost 25 now too, because I used to do them side by side. I actually am in education, but then I also so um, do a lot of community work and I've taught tens of thousands of women the stuff that I teach in the podcast. So these are little sound bites, but the bigger stuff is inside. We have an entire global membership and we have an entire school where we teach this stuff in classes and courses. Um, so we today are going to be covering kind of what you guys have been waiting for, which is part three of the Positive Self series. Like we said in the intro, we did um, the part where you figure out your positive negative thinker. We figured out how it's affecting, affecting all of your relationships. And today, we're going to give you the tools to do the next steps to make it better, inshallah. I always try to give like a little announcement because people always want to know what we're doing. Housekeeping, um, number one, um, a lot of you guys are excited. You've reached out to me since this series started. So thank you, first of all. You've been telling me how much the podcast has been helping you and you've been leaving me amazing reviews. So I've been really, really reading those. I just want to say like, I can't back it back to everybody and maybe write right away, but I, I one by one do answer every single woman with my team, 100%. So um, wanted to say thank you. And then number two, I wanted to say a lot of you guys are asking me for the resources that I said I promised. So I have an entire free class where I teach this in depth with visuals. Um, it is usually only open in November, but please, please, if you feel like you need help with like your negative thoughts and overwhelm. I just had a sister yesterday. She called me up and she's going through a divorce and 
I mean, that's exactly what she was going through, the overwhelm, right? I have to deal with this, with the kids. I have to deal with my husband. I have to deal with my parents. I have to deal with my other siblings that are trying to get involved and help me. You know, like it's too much. And then I have to get up and go to work in the morning, like pretending like my marriage isn't falling apart. So if you're going through something right now, it doesn't have to be as big as divorce, but where you feel like you're overwhelmed, like there is help. Like I want you to understand like that overwhelm, you have to address it or it just kind of like spirals out of control. Eventually it affects your iman. And eventually it takes you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because I mean, we get overwhelmed. We can't, it's like, it's like when I'm overwhelmed, I can't have a really good day. You know, like when I'm overwhelmed, my salah is not focused. Like it's, it's totally normal to not be able to do things to your highest capacity when you feel overwhelmed. So what do we do to fix that? We need to get to that overwhelm. And how do we do that? We do that by helping you understand, um, just starting with your thoughts taking stock of those and getting control. And that's kind of some of what we're talking about today. But you guys know what I'm doing today is a piece of a bigger thing. I'm just giving you some quick hits, some quick tips, um, because inside of my, I have like a full, um, a full on course where I teach how to master your emotions. This is a snippet of a snippet of a lesson. So if I can make you understand, let's pretend there's 25 lessons. This is like a small piece of one of those lessons. So we have so much more in there. So it's only open in November, but um, people want access to those things. I know a couple of sisters were like, look, I just, I need to get my life together right now. Just DM me on Instagram, DM me on Instagram. I never turn anybody away. I always want everybody to get help. But I just wanna tell you, a lot of us were losing our relationships. Could be our marriage, could be our children. Um, some, some people have daughters who are cutting and they're calling me up like, I don't know what to do with this, all right? But they're not realizing where the things are stemming from. There's, there's so many things going on in our life. There's pressures about life, finances. It could be about um, marriage, choices, spouses. Like, I want you to know that you're not gonna make good life choices. You're not gonna be able to do things the best you can when your head is not in the right space, right? So let's do that for you today. So let's, first of all, I wanna say that the Quran is definitely a tool for the positive thinker. And that's because it keeps pointing us to the rahmah of Allah, the blessings of Allah, the mercy of Allah. Um, it just keeps pointing it out. Like Allah knows we're overwhelmed. And he's like, but have you not seen this? And don't you know, like, I would never leave you like this. And Allah is constantly reminding us. But when we're overwhelmed, do we open the Quran, right? I mean, it's hard, right? You're like finding like, I don't even got time to do this. How am I gonna open the Quran? All right, but that's why we're here. It's find the podcast, right? As you're doing something else, as you're driving, as you're washing dishes, I'm here reminding you. So in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is constantly calling us to positive things that are there, positive outcomes that could happen if we do X, Y, Z. And I'll give you one example. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says that if you're grateful, I'll give you more. So one thing is if you're having a really hard time right now in life, I just want to point this out that these are not even the tips. This is like pre-tips guys, just a little, you know, like a bonus, let's say here, um, is that in life in general, if you keep focusing on what's not going well, then that is going to be the focus of all of your thoughts. But if you can pivot yourself away, and I know it, it's a conscious move. Like it doesn't just happen. Like you have to actually make a point to do it. If you can pivot away to what is going well in your life and give Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala credit for that. You know, do you not see the birds that I take care of them? Like, you know, he, he, he says basically also that even though you're not doing the right thing, 100%, look, your salah isn't on point. Your Quran reading is not on point. I'm still feeding you. I still make sure you have a, a warm, soft bed. I make sure you're in safety. I make sure like, even though you're not even doing your part, here I am still caring for you. See, like we have to pivot to those things that are still there. 
even um, the sister who called me up and she was having an issue on divorce, um, you know, there were still rahmas. Like her son was actually being like pretty supportive, even though he was struggling with the situation. He was being really, really, he was an older child. Um, being, not that we can call him a child, I guess, but like, you know, he was, he was like that older teen that was being supportive. So looking for those moments within the difficulty, you know, in the mal-usra yusra, within, not after, within hardship, there's ease. When you, when you, when you focus on them and you can move your mind to them, it takes some relief. It just brings the relief. It's, um, it puts things back into perspective a bit, you know? Like myself, even right now, there's tons of stuff going crazy behind the scenes with me. Like you guys have no idea. People think running, uh, running mindfulness is just like such a breeze. It's not. I have constant problems with something with the paperwork, or something with this, something with the legality. Like it's just constant. I like, nonstop, nonstop. I have to keep stopping and going. Like Allah is sufficient for me. Alhamdulillah. I have to keep bringing it back, even for my own self as a parent, bringing it back. Like it's just, it's just the consciousness is what we have to have. So many of us are struggling to get to the point where we are more appreciative of things. And that is once we do that, we're going to find a lot um, better mental states. But I wanted to remind you of something I used to say a long time ago in the podcast, which is, which are the trenches that we dig. I want you to imagine your brain has these, I'm not going to go too sciencey here. Um, has these neural pathways as trenches and that they keep getting deeper and deeper every time a thought is given attention. For instance, if there's this negative thought that I keep having that, you know, my parents are always like this. I'm not good at math. Um, I'm so clumsy. I can never get deadlines done. I'm always procrastinating. Like if I keep saying that thing over and over and over, whatever it is, there's a deep trench in your brain for that thought. And the more you think it, the deeper you're going to dig that trench again and again. And the hole gets deeper and deeper where you almost believe it's true because you said it so many times, whether it is or not. Now, for example, you can be like, well, I am bad at math, but here's the thing. And that goes back to the growth mindset, which I've talked about before. Just because you're not good at it now doesn't mean you won't be good. No, sis, you don't know me. I'm not meant for math. No, that's not true. And I'm, I'm just using math. Maybe math is your jam. I'm just giving an example. Um, I want you to add to the ending of any phrase where you say you can't do something. I want you to do this. It's a total huge pivot, very small words. Ready? Yet. I can't do that yet. I'm not good at math yet. I'm not good at being on time yet. What is the adding the word yet to the end of something do for you? Who thinks they know? Hands up. No, I'm just joking. What, I mean, like, what, what is it that'll, that'll do for you is it will say, I'm working on it and it's going to happen, inshallah. I'm just not there yet. As opposed to, nope, can't happen, not possible. Do you get me? That's that slight shift of one word can do a lot. So in your mind, every time you tell yourself that, instead of digging that deep trench, add the word yet. That alone gets your brain thinking on a different pathway in a different avenue. So repeat, repeat, repeat to ourselves, or we could say the opposite. You know, we could, we could say the opposite in our brain, but as soon as you have that thought, we need to get control of it. So I just want you to understand that your thoughts are happening on this like automatic pathway. Sometimes you're not even realizing you're doing it. And it's really important to, first of all, pay attention to them. And second of all, understand that sometimes we can make a slight shift, like adding the word yet. I was just giving you an example that can just change the way we look at a problem in our life. Right. So we're going to, you know, we're going to kind of fill those trenches by saying, no, that's not true. You can add the word yet. You could be like, nope, that's not true. You just need to catch that thought in that moment and be like, no, because before you've been saying it all a while. 
okay, I'm never going to get married. Never going to find anyone. It's never going to happen. By the way, you guys know we have a workshop coming up. Many of you guys asked me how you can get on the wait list. It is almost done. We've been preparing it. Um, June 17, 18, 19th, we're going to teach you how to interview a spouse. That is critical because we're going to help you to be able to go from um, feeling like you can't find anyone at all to being able to feel like I got something more than I even asked for just by doing it the right way with the process. A lot of people are screwing up the process, but they're taking it personal and thinking it's them. They're not good enough, but it's not. A lot of times when women call me up, they're like, I've never been able to find a guy. I've been trying for years. And then it's actually, uh, when I get to like, can you talk to me, sis, about how you're trying to find a guy? Can we talk about like the breakdown of that? We get into it. I'm like, ooh, you see, that's where your problem is right there. It's the how. You're not doing the how right. There's actually nothing wrong with you as a, as a female, but then, you, you know, after a while that stings, right? You start to feel bad about yourself. So it could be the same thing if you're married already, right? I'm struggling with my husband, right? You guys know we do um, a class. We even have an entire course on like marriages. So I want you to understand and how to fix them with love and intimacy and having your husband be your best friend and all that great stuff. Most of the women feel it's them. I like I'm horrible as a woman. I'm a horrible wife. I'm a horrible mother. I'm a ho- no, no. I, I would say that's not fair. It's not fair to say to yourself. You just don't have the tools, right? So if you understood how to do it better, you'd have a better result. So that's what we're talking about here with the trenches. You have had this unconscious thought you've been doing, whatever it is, and like I'm, I'm, my marriage is never going to get better. Um, I'm never going to pass my exams. Um, I'm never going to be able to move to my parents' house. Like whatever it is, it, you need to change that to I am. I just haven't gotten there yet. I'm, I'm working on it. Now, the problem for most people is like, well, I don't know how to work on it. If I, if I knew how to work on it, I'd be out of there already, right? That's why you can call for help. I told you guys, you guys can DM me anytime. I have um, DMs. I have 15-minute calls, 45-minute calls. If you want some life advice, that's cool too. But what I want to work on today is kind of like the four steps that you can get into. The first one is I want you to contemplate. If you're not even identifying your frequent patterns and thoughts, how could you fix it? Most people are not. So I'm going to ask you, what are your frequent thought patterns that are tripping you up. Let's let's do it. Want to pause the podcast? Pause it. I'm here. I'll wait, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm here. This is what I do. I'm here for you. So what do you keep thinking that's negative? Answer that for yourself right now. Well, I keep thinking, hmm, whatever it is. Okay. Okay, good. First we need to uh, uh we need to to identify it. Stop pretending it's not happening. Stop pretending it. Now, mind you, like I've told you guys, and even have YouTube um, videos on this stuff, it is just a thought. It is not a fact. The problem with us as human beings is we think everything we think is a fact. We go like, what? Yep. Like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get married. As if that's real, that's not even a fact. That's just a thought you have passing. That's a thing you think might happen. But is that true? Is that 100% true? Can you say it? No. Because you don't know the lab. You don't know why you're not married right now. Maybe the guy that's awesome and he's, he's going to be everything for you. He's not ready for you yet. Maybe he's on the other side of the world prepping himself for the best marriage ever for you, but you've already kind of like told yourself it's not going to happen. But you don't realize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has something in the works. You feel me? So number one is contemplate. Get a grip on what that is. Now, if you're struggling with that point alone, talk to me, DM me. Okay, number two, I want you to challenge that thought. It's kind of like I said with the yet, right? I'm going to tell you how to do it. Okay, this is when you check the thing that you're going to say to yourself. Although perhaps at this point you might believe it's true because the trench is already so deep, but you still have to challenge it and say, it's just my neural pathway speaking. This might not be true, right? So let me give you an example. I'm a loser. 
I just know this is going to be awful. I shouldn't have made that mistake. Why does this always happen to me? Everyone is always out to get me. No one understands me. Why is she so controlling? I hate myself. I can't do this. I'm so dumb. Everyone hates me. It's all my fault that they're upset. Do you see these negative thoughts? These automatic negative thoughts? Those are just thoughts. None of what I just said is true. That's crazy, right? Because you know some of us have told ourselves those things are true. So how can we challenge our negative thoughts? I'm going to tell you right now. You want to stop, pause, take a pencil and pen, you go ahead. But I told you, I teach this in detail in my course, The Emotions One. Because this is real, guys. If you, This is like when I, when I say, and it's funny because I was talking to somebody the other day, I was saying, most of the courses that I make are actually life culminations of my journey. So if you knew me, I, if, if you don't know, this is from the podcast, I was a learned person. I had like multiple degrees, six-figure salary, big community person. So I'm following the dean, but I'm still suicidal. How is that possible? How is that possible? Because I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed by some stuff happening in my life. I'm a mother, I have kids, and I'm doing amazing things. I'm out there saving the world, but I can get still overwhelmed. So about, I don't know, it was maybe 15 years ago or so, I had this problem. I was struggling. I was begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help me. How is this possible? I pray, I'm leading the community, like, but I'm still having this thought, like, I don't want to live because I can't do this anymore. This is too much. Make it stop. And I couldn't right? So what I'm trying to tell you is it's not a religiosity thing. This is just the human being. So what I had to do is I had to take those negative thoughts and I had to challenge them. And I had to learn how to do that. And I didn't have the tools. So I went searching for them. I went one day on the, on, on to, into sujood when I'm praying, right? And I asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, help me. Send me the people that I need. Send me the tools I need. I don't know what to do. Some of you guys even tell me, like, you've gotten on certain calls and things with people, and you're like, this is what I've been praying for. That's how life works. You ask Allah for help, and he sends you people. You ask Allah for help, and he sends you tools and information. So he put me on the path of a couple different people. I sat under teachers. I learned some stuff. And then I took it all after. I did it for five years, okay? I took it all, and I put it together. It's the same thing, like, with my Muslim marriage lab. I went on this journey, right? Put it together. And now I teach it in a very short, fast way to modern women that would totally get what I'm talking about. So nobody has to do what I did. And that's basically what I do in the school. So what I'm going to tell you right now, a way to challenge your negative thought, and this is one of the things I learned along that journey, right, is you have to ask yourself, what is another possibility? I'm going to give you a couple of them right here. I have probably about 10 or 12 in front of me, but I'm going to give you like just a couple. What is a more helpful thought I can be having? What is another possibility that could be happening? Like, for example, I'm never going to get married. Is that true? Is that really true? You can also ask yourself that one. Is it true? Is it what 100% true? Because you're going to be like, yeah, it's true. No, no, 100%. You know the ghaib. You're like, you know Allah. You're like Allah. Of course not, right? Not possible, right? So you can ask yourself this. Is it 100% true? Is there another way I could think about that? Is there more helpful thought? What's the worst that could really happen? Like some of us have bad things. Some of us just really not as bad. We're making it up in our mind. So you have to challenge. Number one is get get conscious of what those thoughts are. Number two, you need to challenge them. I just gave you a couple suggestions. There's a ton more, but I'm just giving you those to start with, right? Number three, number three, I want you to understand you need to stop your negative mind thought process every single day. So I start, so for example, I go about my business, I wake up in the morning, I'm doing my thing, boom, negative thought floods in, 
I get a phone call, boom, I get triggered, boom, right? You need to stop it right there. And as soon as you hear yourself respond mentally or verbally, because you're going to, sorry, I keep doing respond, react, because you're trying to respond, but the react is like the knee jerk. You're like, you're going to pull that back and you're going to respond instead. You're going to restate it. Let me restate that, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, I can't do this anymore. No, no, no. Let me pull that back. I got this. Allah put me, put me with this challenge for a reason. I just haven't figured it out yet. I'm going to figure it out. By the help of Allah, I'm going to figure it out. See how I pulled that back? Let me give you one more example. I get in a fight with my husband <clears throat> and I feel really crushed. I'm just pretending, right? Um, and then, you know, because this happened to any one of us, right? And I, and, and I walk away from, from and my, my mind says to me, ah, he's never going to change. He's never going to talk to you any other way. Is that true? Is that really true? Is that 100% true? I can challenge that thought right there. And then I could restate it and say, he is going to be better with me. By Allah, anything is possible. Allah is the turner of hearts. I don't know what is in store for me, but I know this is happening for a reason. And instead of screaming to yourself, why is that happening? You're going to pivot to what can I learn from this? What does Allah need me to see? Why is Allah showing this to me? There's a greater good. I just haven't figured it out yet. Yet. Here's that yet again. Do you see me how I did that? Okay. That's what I'm saying. I do a lot of this modeling inside of everything I teach in the school. I want you to know that these are just snippets. So if you have more questions, I understand. But I'm just trying to give you like the best I can in the podcast in terms of like power punched um, information. Number four, I want you to rally the support of your friends and family. Once you start saying something negative, you can signal them to alert you. I have this in my family with my kids and I'll just give this last example. So my son, um, he has a way of getting distracted constantly, right? He's doing something. He's like, oh my God, I have a thought. What about next weekend? We, I'm like, honey, Math, math. So I used to find myself going, oh my gosh, get back to your mat work, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I realized we needed a signal word. So we came up with this. Uh, we were sitting down one day, we were watching something and this little boy came on and he was like talking about how he constantly gets distracted and how he constantly will be like, oh my gosh, yesterday, I, oh, pancakes. He would just like go on to a totally different topic and it was like a joke. And he was talking about how all of a sudden he started thinking about how hungry he was and pancakes like had nothing to do with what he was talking about. So my kids were laughing hysterically in the living room. And I was like, that's a great word, pancakes. We're going to use that. We're going to use that as our buzzword because it reminds us of when we sat down that day in the living room, we laughed about how that kid got distracted. And as soon as we say the word pancakes now in my house, everybody remembers the kid telling the story and then getting distracted. And every time I say pancakes to my son, he'll be like, mom, in the middle of a math lesson. And I look at him and I go, pancakes. And he's like, oh, did it again. And he's like, all right, back to math. And he goes back to math, right? So sometimes you can just have a buzzword in the family. Now that everybody's aware, we all sat down. It's not like a bad thing. No one's making fun. Like we all like, baby, look, you need to work on this. I need to work on this. Mommy has things she needs to work on. Let's think of a buzzword that we can come up for mommy every time you feel like mommy's being too stressed out or mommy's being this. So they do it to me. So the good thing about buzzwords are is they kind of like allow you to, in the moment, just snap out of it without saying too much, without getting like deep into it. Hey, let's talk about like how you're being right now. Nobody wants to hear that, right? So if you have a little buzzword, everybody's already established what that buzzword means. Sometimes it really helps. So that's just another tip. 
I have a ton more tips, but just for today, we're giving you a snippet. If you need more help with this, you guys know where to reach me. I'm mostly on Instagram, DM me. And if you have any questions about anything related to what we do at Mindful Muslima, you know we have a website with a ton more resources, www.mindful-muslima.com. And I have an awesome team that is ready to help you with any questions at mindfulness, at mindful-muslima.com. All right. Love you guys. If you want the free resources I have on emotions and stuff, DM me on IG. Otherwise, I will see you. Have an awesome weekend. I'll see you on Monday, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.